Lead Well. Welcome to the Lead Well podcast, where we're growing the whole leader, sharpening leadership skills while strengthening the heart and leadership. Let's lead well. Hello and welcome to the Lead Well podcast. This is your host, Javon Legans, and today I am joined by Matt and Angel Rigsby. Thank you guys for joining the podcast with us today. Hey, thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. We're excited. Oh man, it's, it's our pleasure. And so for those of you who haven't met Matt and Angel already, I just wanted to introduce them to you guys. This couple, amazing couple, they lead the marriage ministry here at Victory Church of Atlanta, and they do an amazing job. But before I go down the road with anything that we're going to talk about for the podcast for our leaders who are listening, I would love for you guys to introduce yourselves to our listening audience. Awesome. Thank you. So Matt and I have been married for 21 years, and we have three boys. And so I am actually the woman in the house that gets ganged up on when there <laughs> is a Nerf gun war. And so I, I love being the only woman in the house sometimes because <laughs> I feel protected. But there's other times that I feel very conspired against, especially in those Nerf gun wars. So that sounds but it's like fun. a good time to me. <laughs> we, <laughs> we have a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. But yeah, we so we were married, we've been married for 21 years and we have been in ministry actually for 21 years. Uh, oh, the wow. day that we got married in our receiving line, if they still have those anymore, back in the day, we used to have the receiving line where, you know, the guests that came to the wedding would come up and they would, you know, welcome you into, yeah. into marriage and, and, you know, congratulate you and everything. And at our receiving line, a guy walks up to us and, and asked us when we come off our honeymoon, if we wanted to be youth pastors. And oh, so wow. we've done youth ministry, we've done discipleship ministry, and now we're doing marriage ministry and have been for almost 10 years. And that's such a cool way to ask someone to come into ministry, the happiest day of their lives and not saying no to anything. <laughs> hey, when you come back, can you be youth minister? That's, that's awesome. Yeah. We had no idea what we were in for, but <laughs> the Lord has, has called us to, to this and it's exciting, but yeah, it all started off on the day we got married. We stepped into ministry. That's so cool. How long have you guys been in marriage ministry? So I think it's been about 10 years. Yeah. Almost 10 years. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you guys on the podcast to share with our leaders today really is because we have been talking about all year, for those of you who, who listen regularly to the Lead Well podcast, about getting healthy as leaders and about our leadership growth journey and our leadership health journey throughout the year. And when we talk about being healthy, sometimes we'll talk through uh, being healthy in our relationships. But one of the things that we do that I think may be a little bit of a mistake is that we'll focus on relationships at work. We'll focus on relationships with volunteer teams that we're a part of. And we may disregard or not think about our relationships at home, our relationships with our spouse, like the most important relationship that we have. Sometimes we don't think about that in terms of that health, the health of that relationship affecting our leadership health. So one of the questions that I really want to have for you guys is, why is it important for leaders to prioritize having a healthy relationship in their marriage? And how do you keep your marriage a priority in the midst of leading? Just like you said before, the marriage relationship is the most important relationship that we have. And in this, our, our relationship, our marriage relationship 
it really reflects Christ and the church, which is we, what we see in Ephesians 5. And so our marriage is the opportunity to glorify the Lord. And I think it's such a beautiful thing that the way we treat one another, the way we respond to one another, the way we live our life together brings glory to our Father. Yeah. And that's what we want to do. The other thing is this, if, you, if your marriage is struggling, it affects everything in your life. You know, you, you get fog, life becomes foggy. It becomes, you become unsure of things. You have, you deal with stress in your life and it affects everything. It affects your job. It affects the way you live out every single day. And so when we really are intentional about our marriage and working in our marriage in a, in a, in a way that it produces health and growth, it also affects everything in life but in such a positive way. And in doing so, I believe that glorifies the Lord. Yeah, well, that's really good. Yeah. It's kind of like when my house is clean, I feel lighter. I mm. feel like I can conquer more. I feel like I can do more. And I feel more effective when right. I go out to do something. Even when it comes to ministry, if my home is clean, I feel like I can actually minister to someone better. Right, right. When my home is clean, I feel like I can you know, think about my to-do list and, and cook my dinner and do that. In fact, it's funny because our 15 year old son, the other day he cleaned his room and I watched him walk out of his room and he just seemed lighter. He seemed like I've got my room clean. My life is good. He felt like he could conquer the world, or at least it appeared that way to, to mama's eyes when he came out of, out of his room and it was clean. And so I think that when our home is in order, when our life is in order, when our relationships are in order, we can do things more successfully. We can go forward in life more successfully. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really good. I mean, you're basically saying that you're better on the outside when you take care of home first when first things are first yeah. everything else really falls in line so true. the way it's supposed to absolutely yeah. that's really good mm -hmm. absolutely and so you know we really encourage couples to prioritize their relationship and there are three things that we we oftentimes recommend couples to do and they are the daily delay the weekly withdrawal and the annual abandon oh i like that yeah this is super cool the the daily delay is it's those moments where you basically you take a moment in your day to just connect with your spouse and everything else pauses. You're not worried about what's for dinner. You're not, you're not thinking about what happened at work. Your moment is right there with your spouse and you're going to connect with them for 10 to 15 minutes. And this, this may be a time of prayer. It may be, it may be a time where you're going to have a devotion together, or it's really a time where you're emotionally being intimate with your spouse and sharing your feelings of, of what took place maybe during that day or some of the stressors that you're dealing with, but it creates an opportunity for you and your spouse to connect. And for, for my wife and I, there are seasons where we may focus more on prayer or we may do devotions more often, or we're just having these, these times of just emotionally connecting with one another. And I know this, when we emotionally connect with each other, it really affects our physical connection with each other. Yeah. And so we notice that when we're not physically connecting the way we would like to, it's oftentimes because we're not emotionally connecting. Yeah, there's the a breakdown in our emotional connection and, and we know it. Um, this is actually one reason why I don't like to have a, a TV in my bedroom is mm -hmm. because especially at the end of the day when we're connecting, I'm so glad there's not something fighting for his attention. It's, it's just me right there talking yeah. to him. And connecting with him. And let me let me interject a question there because I imagine this may come up in each one of these areas, but specifically with the daily delay. 
if you're a couple, I know a lot of couples who lead and probably lead well have gone throughout their marriages, however long they've been married, and they haven't done this. What would you suggest would be a great starting point for this daily delay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, first off, having the conversation to say, hey, you know what? We need to probably bring something like this in and then finding when does it work for you? You know, I know some couples, this works well in the mornings when they wake up and they're getting ready. They're they're having their daily delay with a cup of coffee. Right. For other couples, it's Matt, like Matt doesn't drink coffee. So, <laughs> yeah, I would be over there having my coffee by myself in the morning. So that's why we usually do it toward the evening. And I'm, I'm super caffeine sensitive. So my wife doesn't let me touch coffee after a certain <laughs> time. Yeah. So we're, we're a night couple. Yeah. As well. yeah and, and well, for those couples who have kids, sometimes it's like, hey, let's get the kids down. You know, let's shut the TV off and let's just have a few moments before we go to bed. Yeah put the cell phone down as well. So, yeah. Yeah. And it gives you an opportunity to emotionally connect and also another opportunity to possibly physically connect. Yeah. And so you always bring that up. <laughs> I was say, <laughs> podcast gets really awkward. And then we got <laughs> Matt's just that guy who's out there and all the men are like, hey, yeah, I am fighting if for I'm, every man. If I emotionally connect with my wife, then there might be some physical connections. So. That's looking out for all of us. I That's love right. It. No, but I, I really do. I like that because just the principle applies to other areas of leadership as well. It's like, as you emotionally connect at home with your spouse, Typically, you find yourself in a more healthy place to do that outside of the home as well. Much like what we're talking about, yeah. uh, what we were talking about earlier. I just think that's one of those principles that probably applies across the board. So I love for you to mention, you mentioned a weekly withdrawal. Like, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. the weekly withdrawal is really just the a weekly date night. Mm -hmm. it's, it's Or that, date day. Or date day. Yeah. It's that little more, more time spent together where you're intentionally connecting in your marriage. And so, you know, for us... Sometimes it's worked out for us to have a date night. You know, we're, we're transitioning right now in our lives from having date nights on Monday nights to now, you know what, that's, we found a, a better time is going to work for us now, which is actually Friday during the day or in the morning time. Yeah. And so we're about ready to shift that's what cool. our intentional time is together in our weekly withdrawals from Monday evenings to Friday mornings. Yeah. And so in that, you have to be intentional to find what works for you as a couple you know, date nights don't have to be expensive. The weekly withdrawal doesn't have to be expensive. You, you can do things that are inexpensive, things that, that uh, are, are still very nice. And, and so it could be, you know, getting the kids down to bed and have, watching a movie together to go on the back deck and just uh, staring up at the stars and just talking. But it's intentional time together. Yep. And that's what we're looking for here in the weekly withdrawal. Uh, there are those moments where you do go out to have breakfast or spend time with one another. But don't put yourself in a box. And I think this is where couples get in trouble is because they put their date nights in a box that date nights have to be expensive. They right. have to be a nice restaurant. We got to go out in the evening times and we have to go, maybe go downtown and, and you put yourself in a box. You're not going to have date nights very often. You're going to not have weekly withdrawals. They may be monthly withdrawals, That's really good, yeah. you know? And so you really have to go outside that box and think creatively what works for us as a couple. And, and that may look different for every couple. And it was so cool about it, it. It really comes down to this, have fun and laugh. If, if you're not having fun and laughing in your date nights, then for me, I'm like, ah, that date night has stunk. That was not a good date night. <laughs> yeah. That was not, that was not fun. And so we want to have fun together. And so we have to think creatively to do that. So that means talking, having fun, 
we may just break out and and just play tag with each other, whatever that is. We're we're going to yeah. do fun things together and laugh together. I remember in one of our more recent date nights, we're sitting at a restaurant. And I just start lip singing the song that's being played in the restaurant. Yeah, I uh, don't think you were lip singing. You were actually you were singing was out actually loud. Sing- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, in that moment, it started to embarrass my wife. But but we just laughed. We did know, laugh. The, the whole time, just enjoyed it. We laughed. And so yeah. I think when you go on a date, get out of this idea that, oh, we got to go out to eat and go to a movie. And mm-hmm. it's just this bland time together. Yeah. And have the mindset of, how can we have fun? And uh, you think about before you got married, you were having fun mm-hmm. and you were laughing together or you wouldn't have married each other. Right. And so oftentimes we get married and we stop having fun. And to that point, I think a lot of times with couples, uh, one thing that happens before you're married is that, and I guess I'm talking from the husband or from the man's point of view with this, like you spend so much time even preparing for those <laughs> dates and like what they're going to look like and let's do something fun or let's do something innovative or something that's different and some of sometimes that can stop on the other side of marriage and it becomes this like routine time or the expectation is so high that okay we can't meet this regularly and then date night stop and they become a monthly thing or a rare thing after we got married it was a few years after we got married and we were that typical couple because we, as as you know, we stepped right into ministry as mm-hmm. soon as we got off of our honeymoon, but we were high school sweethearts and Matt would go to high school and during study hall, he would not study, but he would plan out our Friday night dates. Yeah. And it was so funny because, you know, we get married and we're in ministry and, and we made the mistake by putting ministry first. And, and uh, it was so funny because... Like I said, a few years in, he admits to me, I really didn't like I didn't do very good in school that year, our <laughs> senior year of high school, because I was actually planning out our date nights. And I was like, oh, and I felt so loved yeah. when we were dating. And then after we got married, we got into that rut of not having that date night and 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 him not treasuring me like I wanted to be treasured and pursued like I wanted to be pursued. And so um, so, yeah, we can definitely relate to that. I think a lot of times men, you know, they have that conquering spirit and they, they've got their wife, you know, and if I could just speak to the men out there, keep your wife by treasuring her, by making her feel loved. And like Matt said, you, 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 you don't have to put date nights in a box. Like if you're in a season where you don't have a lot of money, just do something fun. I mean, there's been times where we've gone on dates where I got on yeah, I just Googled, you know, I just got on the internet and and, and Googled a question like, uh, you know, questions to ask your spouse on a date night. And, and we went off of those questions, you know, anything to connect and have fun and really grow your relationship. And to that point, I think you guys are doing something really, really cool. Uh, for those who may be listening, I think it may be something that they can take part in. I'd love for you guys to talk a little bit about what date nights can look like in, in 2021. But like, I'll set the table for that, but yeah. I'd love for you guys to, to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so this year, 2021, uh, we are inviting our leader couples to take part in a thing we call 20 in 21. And it's 20 date nights in the year of 2021. And so we would love for you to be a part of that. And and really what it comes down to, you you go on 20 date nights and at the end of the year, so I think it's going to be in February, we're going to announce the winner and the couple who uh, uh, we draw and they, and they win 
the prize is going to win a $3,000 second honeymoon. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That deserves a bigger wow. Everybody. Wow. <laughs> everybody could use a second honeymoon. Absolutely. And a $3,000 second honeymoon with that. And so in this. There's some people out there that haven't even had a first honeymoon. Uh, right, so yeah. we can just really bless somebody that's out there a, to even have a, blessing, a first yeah. one. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. You, you can't lose at this. It's yeah. just you go on a date. You're growing your marriage. Yeah, you're winning either way. For either sure. way, you're going to win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so it, it's an amazing time. We're already seeing a lot of couples out there going on dates and they're just having a blast and it's fun to see them. And it's fun to see how creative they're getting. I mean, yes, there are a lot of people who are promoting some restaurants out there. So I think we should get kickbacks from these restaurants personally, but uh, no, I'm just joking. But, but no, but we're also seeing people who are putting together like vision boards or they're just doing things that are very out of the box and, um, and they're connecting and they're, and they're really looking at their future and saying, how can we do marriage better and how can we connect more? That's really cool. And and one of the things you mentioned, and I actually, if you guys are up for it, I'd love to invite you back to talk more about this in detail, because I think this will be a big one, the annual abandon. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd love for you, if you can just give us a very brief uh, snapshot of what that is and what that looks like. But even as you do that, I'm thinking this is something that we'll probably have to talk about at length, because that's something, having heard you guys talk about it before, my wife and I did for the very first time this past year, and it was incredible for us in terms of setting up our year the correct way. So just give us a snapshot on that, just to kind of tease something that we'll talk about a little bit later on. Yeah. The annual getaway or the annual ban is a getaway with you and your spouse where you go away on a vacation together. It doesn't have to be an expensive vacation, but it's a time you get away for three days or a week and you actually spend time with one another. And maybe you're putting together your vision for the year or you're you're putting together your calendar for the year. But the whole thing is that you and your spouse are on the same page Mm -hmm. with each other as you go into the next year. Yeah. Back in the day when we started this, there wasn't Airbnbs, you know, Mm. and now there's like Airbnb and you you can go to so many places and do so many things. Even in the midst of a pandemic, you can. Yeah. And um, and so it's it's really cool because there's not a lot of limitations. But, yeah, we will dive deeper into that next time. For sure. So. And I, I look forward to that. So I just want to thank you guys for joining us today. I, I think this is a show that will be foundational for a lot of the people who are listening, because as we uh, get things healthy at home in our marriages, I think it empowers us to be the leaders that God has called us to be in every other area of our lives. So thank you for that. I know we're going to have you guys back again soon to talk through the annual abandon and a few other uh, areas where we can continue to invest in our in our marriages and in our leadership, uh, starting at home first. Uh, but again, thank you guys. Thanks for, for having us. Yes, thanks for having us. Oh, man, my pleasure. So for those of you who are listening, we're going to include in the show notes, much as Matt uh, talked about the link to the date nights, the, the 20 and 21. We want you guys to take part of that. So look out for that information in the show notes. Of course, as a reminder, you can connect to us uh, in various ways. You can connect on Instagram at Leadwell People. Again, that's on Instagram at Leadwell People. You can also find resources on our website at leadwellpeople.com. Definitely check us out there. We have articles and things we'd love for you to check out on our website at leadwellpeople.com. And again, this is Lead Well, where we come together to sharpen our skills as we strengthen our hearts. And until we have an opportunity to meet again, let's lead well.